program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I am your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today at the beginning of a series of new shows These shows will give you insights into how the planet and its people are shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm delighted to open the show with a fiery beginning as I welcome Aniel and Bradfield who are going to be talking about Fire the Grid. Aniel and Bradfield, welcome to the show. Hi, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here, Peter. So perhaps uh, we could begin off the bat just by telling us what the whole concept is behind Fire the Grid. The concept uh, is very simple. It's to unite, to change the paradigm of uh, the planet. Where we're going right now is not a <clears throat> it's not a pretty place right now, what we see around, but we also see a lot of ground changes. All around the world, people are beginning to be more and more conscious of what's happening of their environment, their planet. The uh, you know we're starting to be tired of starvation and and droughts everywhere, and we want many people want to change it, and they don't know really how to do it. But we have to go on a spiritual level start there to change the material one. So it's all a matter of consciousness and the raising of vibration together uh, at one time, one place, everybody together and uh, with one thought of change, how we see the world, how we want it to be for our children's children so they have a future. What we see, what we're living right now, I think, is the consequences of our own fears, our own interferes. And by changing it through love, thoughts, we can change the material world we're living in and make it a more harmonious and loving place to be. Rafael, would you like to add to that? Fire the Grid is... Uh a multifaceted odyssey, which, which of course began with Shelley Yates and her near-death experience. But essentially what, what happened back in July of 2007 is we collectively engaged in, in what is considered by, by many people to be the largest mass meditation 
in the history of humanity. And what happened was, as Annie said, I mean, collectively, people from about 92 countries participated, the 11-11 Greenwich Mean Time, and did a variety of things, danced, meditated, um, united in thought, simply to um, vibrate at a level of joy, joy for um, what we are as entities, as spiritual entities. And um, this set into motion um, essentially a new paradigm. It's not a case where, uh, you know, a lot of people thought, okay, perhaps the sky is going to turn pink after that hour. And I think it's more a case of internal change. And, um, of course, collectively, many things happen. I mean, there was an awful lot of similar testimonies. Um, people experienced the same phenomena. And it, it, it was an incredible event. And so now we find ourselves two years later, and we're getting ready for Fire the Grid 2. So before you, you move on to that, just tell us a little bit about Shelley Yates' story for the listeners that aren't uh, familiar with her. Yeah, well, Shelley had a near-death experience with her four-year-old baby uh, and in 2002. And uh, she basically, her car went into a march and sank. So she basically died 15 minutes and her child died for 30 before they got rescue. And um, after that, well, during her drowning, she heard a voice to set, that said to her to calm down and that everything would be okay and her child would be okay, not to panic and let herself go into the water. And she did. And while she was, was up there dead, she received information how to revive her child. What, and she didn't remember it, of course, uh, at first. But when she was at the hospital with her child, uh, she heard the doctor said, "Listen, you know, basically, your Evan is dead, and you, you, you we have to disconnect him uh, because it's going to be a vegetable." And she said, "Wait, wait, wait! I can't take a decision like this right away. I have to think." So she went into the corridor, and all of a sudden, she heard the voice again. But now the difference is, she was not drowning; she was awake. And the voice said to her what to do. She she gave her instruction about how to revive her child again. And um, basically it was to give your energy for 20 minutes to the child. with And, and after that to tell them what brings you joy in your life. And it had to be done one after one person after the other for 72 hours. And, of course, she didn't know that many people, but she asked people to ask people around them. So, basically, for 72 hours, there was people, about 20 to 30 people, waiting night and day in the corridor of the hospital to give their energy. And they did. And after 72 hours, the child uh, basically came back to life completely healed. That's, so, a beautiful, that's a beautiful story. Um, of, yes, and they, uh, after maybe six months, they, 
they came back to her and said, what you did to a dying child with a small group of people, you can do with a dying planet with a bigger group of people. And that's where Fire the Great came about, came to life. So how did you two get involved in the actual Fire the Great uh, process? Well, I met Shelley in 2005 uh, during a conference in Montreal. And she told me her story, and she finished her story by telling me a vision she had of the, the Earth from, uh, well, looking in space. She saw the Earth. It was completely black, but she saw a grid around the planet. And she saw little dots of light starting to ignite, and then, boom, it just became very, very bright, like an explosion. And then she saw the Earth completely renewed. And I had the same vision 15 years prior of my meeting with her. And so when she told me that story, I said, oh, my God, you know, that I've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and she thought, well, this woman is crazy because she believes me. And uh, because she didn't believe her own story, it was too far-fetched for her. She was a, a diehard atheist. So it was very hard for her to, to get comfortable with the whole psychic experience and stuff. So I told her, I said, I've been waiting for you. I have the same vision, and I didn't know how to do it. And she said, I don't know how to do it. And I took her phone number and started calling her once a week and, you know, asked her, like, when do we do it? When do we do it? <laughs> and finally she said, uh, I, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. And I sent her one of my albums because she was stressed, and I said, well, it's going to help her calm down. But I didn't know by sending it to her that within the music was embedded the whole project, and she could, uh, she could hear a message over top of the lyrics about how to do the project, uh, how it would look like, uh, the parts of it, uh, the colors of the site. Everything was into it. And she called me. She was all excited. She, after listening to the, to the album, she said, I know how to do it now, and we're going to do it. So, and she said, but she said, everything has to be done benevolently. Now, how can we find someone who wants to build a site for nothing? I said, well, maybe you can ask Bradfield. And so just to, just to clarify then, so Bradfield wrote the music and you sang the lyrics. Yes. And embedded in that music yes. the tones that she recognized in, as instructions for the actual Yes, it, within the song uh, which is given on the site, uh, the song is entitled Sky Scent Disclosure. Within that song was the whole project, the whole first part of the project. Wow, that's a, that's a fascinating story. Yeah, but we didn't know that there was tones embedded in Bradfield's music at all at, at first. Of course not. So, Bradfield, can you just comment upon that from your perspective? Uh, what aspect of that? <laughs> the <laughs> fact that you were writing music that had codes embedded in them. Yeah. Uh, and presumably well, you weren't have been doing that, that for quite some time. And it's, the only thing I can really say about that is, is obviously... My channel is one of, of how would I say it? Um, the only thing I strive for when I create, and I mean I've been creating since I was 11 or 12 years old, is absolute purity of intention. 
um, not knowing necessarily where I'm going, not uh, sitting down with preconceptions of what may or may not be possible, but letting, you know, letting it just flow in absolute purity. And um, I think what happens is that when your channel is open, well, spirit, uh, there's, there's a number of ways you could explain it, but I think a lot of people have the ability to do this when they simply relinquish. Um, so, Bradfield, just hold there for a second because we're going to have to go to a break. But I do want to continue with this fascinating story and also more information about Fire the Grid 2 and... Uh, the original Father Grid 1. So I'll just go to break right now. Thanks so much. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. We all have psychic gifts and we use them every day. With a little growth in these areas, we can increase our level of happiness and insight profoundly. Welcome to The Place for Unleashing Your Psychic Abilities with your hosts Holly Matthews and Corinne Varner. Become spiritually sensitized as you join into the discussion on the program. The Place for Unleashing Your Psychic Abilities is broadcast live Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Put your psychic gift to use this week. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty me. scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always me. wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tung. And today we have with us Aniel and Bradfield talking about Fire the Grid. And I know that uh, Bradfield is keen to get on to talk about the Fire the Grid 2, which is coming up uh, later this month. But before we do, I just want to ask the question about what happened at the energetic level um, in terms of the first Fire the Grid on July 17th. Could you give us uh, an explanation of how Absolutely. So w- what, what Shelley's Light Beings explained to her initially was that on July 17, 2007, for this hour at 11.11 Greenwich Mean Time, there would be a very strong cosmic energy which would rain down upon the Earth. And that energy was essentially contain, containing awakening potential a wake-up code type of energy. So this, this was source energy, and it was available essentially to every human being who wished to make it available to him or herself. So, because human beings are conduits, and this, you, know, you talked a minute ago about, about creation. It's, I, I guess this is, would be another way to explain it, is that we have the ability to use our internal antenna, if you will, and take from above and incorporate below. So on that day, we took that energy, the people who participated in this, in this meditation, um, we infused it with love, joy, gratitude, very important, and essentially passed it through us into the water table below the earth. And what apparently has been happening is that this energy circulated around the world for about a year and then has been housed in crystal beds below Brazil. You say, why crystal? Crystal is a storage medium, I mean, in many ways. This type of energy, um, I think, would gravitate naturally to something that was able to contain it. You can imagine the amount of crystal it would would take to to hold that. I mean, because it's alive. Crystal is alive. It's, It's almost an entity into itself. And it's essentially been pulsating this energy, you know, in a slow kind of type of momentum. Like a heartbeat. And on July 28, 2009, what will happen is that when we again assemble collectively, at this time at 1919 Rio time, and these times are available on the website locally if you care to go and see what time that is in your area, and we will release this energy and send it back up to source. And that will, that's what will happen on July 28th. And while it's going back to source, we're going to encode it with our, like, Christmas wishes, with the world we want to be born. We, we can encode it with our positive thoughts about how we want the world, like, uh, with harmony, with joy, with peace for everybody, with um, clean water, clean ground, everything we want, we can encode it. This is not about wanting stuff for us personally. This is it's more a collective vision of how 
things must be in order to continue the earth. And, and do, do you know, or does Shelley know, why the crystal beds under Brazil specifically, why that was the place for this to be stored? Well, I mean, as I said earlier, I think the only theory that that, uh, that we have, because I don't think they told her specifically. You know, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of information. It's not always a matter of black and white. I mean, they explained something. If Shelley didn't think to ask that, I don't think they would have offered it. But it's, it's logical that they, they're a store, they're, they're, what else could house that type of energy? I mean, what? Well, there's a lot under Brazil, so probably that, that's why they choose that place. It's because there's a, it's a, a, a place where there's a lot of crystals already, and probably underground it's even more, uh, more common, so that's why it's housed there. And, and just the follow-up to is the need for this energy to return back to source? Well, it's a question of balance. Uh, the energy must circulate. It cannot stay at the same place all the time. It has to go back. It's like a, um, a, a balance, uh, I don't know how to call it in English, but <laughs> it's like a clock ticking. It has to, you know, it's coming and going. It's a flow. It's like it's a flow. Well, you're thinking, I think she's thinking of when you're a child and you sit on a seesaw and one side goes up and then the other side, and in order for one to come up or go down, the other has to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. And so it creates the equilibrium. So for the people who, who wish to join in on July 28th, um, what, what is the plan for those people? Some people choose to regroup. Uh, the best thing would be to do it sitting on the earth. The contact with the earth is very important, or the water. Uh, but Shelley told us more uh, to be sitting on the earth. Uh, if you can have a little metal plate underneath, it's even more conductive, so it's even better. But uh, you sit on the earth, and you imagine the world to be, the, you imagine the world the way like people are expecting it to be, like positive, abundance for, abundance for everyone. You see people laughing. You see children having fun, uh, playing together, no more wars, no more starvation. That's what you imagine. Yeah, but that, that's a lot of what was, was done two years ago. The key element of Fire the Grid, too, the, the key element is be present. What does that mean? Be present means to be responsible and accountable for your energy. It's really as simple as that. Because what happens when we are in joy? We vibrate at a higher level. We stimulate others. It's a contagious process. If we are truly accountable, it's not simply a matter of intention anymore. It begins with intention. It becomes tangible. You know, and I give the example sometimes of, of you know, people come up to me and say, wow, you know, I mean, you must be this, this monk who essentially floats around your life to write such things. I say, well, no, I'm, I'm actually not floating that often because I'm, I'm constantly challenged with human concerns. So I can write, be still thy soul, which is an incredible prayer. I mean, the words came and I, I, I looked at it afterwards and said, wow, you know, did, did I actually create that? But to live it is another, is, is another thing entirely. 
you you have to become the things that you wish for the world in yourself. This is so important. So you become the change. I mean, this this is something I think we've heard from many people recently. Gandhi. Gandhi, exactly. I mean, Buddha started a lot of this stuff, but people have had access to these same concepts for so long, and yet we go around in circles. And the truth is that we are at a point in history now and environmentally with the planet that there's simply no more time to waste. So being present means not so much just sitting on the earth. I mean, sure, that, that's wonderful for people who understand that. But being in that energy truly and then making it real, not just for yourself, but as we say in French, to to to, to répandre, how do you say that? Spread the energy. To let it spread around you and encompass everything around you. And and that's really the, the whole thing right there. And how can you do that? You can do it in a variety of ways, in the way that brings you the greatest joy. Because there's an awful lot of people who don't know how to meditate. That doesn't mean that they can't participate in this. They can, absolutely. And the truth is, the people that haven't meditated are the ones we want the most. Because these are people who haven't contributed necessarily that energy before. And they're going to contribute something completely new from the, the, the typical stuff. So if you want to dance, if you want to, whatever way, whatever way you can create the gratitude and the joy, the purity of intention, and then make it tangible and become accountable for it, as in, after that hour, you are that energy. So you don't tolerate anything less in any way. And this is how the world will change, because everyone's vibration rises. And as they rise, we collectively become a much more conscious world. And also, Shelley told us that one person who participates truly will have an effect on a thousand more. Even those that are, you know, bench sitters, they will be affected by it. It's like when you go, example, when you go on a bus and you have a, a driver who's happy and is, you know, who's talking to everybody and and saying, have a good day, and it just lifts your spirit. It, it's a simple gesture, but it just lifts your spirit. So everybody can be like that, and when they are, they can they can affect people around them in a positive way, and of course it's going to be a chain reaction. They will have, the others are going to be affecting others and others. Right. Now, just to clarify, because this is very important, why we do this at a specific time is because change needs collective collectivity. Even though we can live our lives in you know, individually and do wonderful things throughout our lives, of course there's impact. But when we all... We're going to have to go to our second break, but I will continue because this is a really important point. We'll continue with this point after we come back from break. This is Peter Tung with my special guests, Annie Allen Bradfield, and we'll go to our second break. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network.
Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Tune in to Inner Speak Soul Adventures Talk Radio Show every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, and learn how to let go of your past and create the reality you desire and deserve, allowing your inner communication to take place more easily without the interference of our noisy mind chatter or your ego. Inner Speak Soul Adventures with Gene Adrian, right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tung. And today we have with us Annie Allen Bradfield talking about Fire the Grid. And it was great to hear Bradfield's passion coming through as we talk about Fire the Grid 2 coming up on July 28th. So Bradfield, you were just talking about the significance and the importance of the collective consciousness of humanity and people coming together on these occasions. Could you just uh, continue to expand on that? Sure. Um... No, as they're saying, when we individually do things in our lives that have this level of intensity, of, of beautiful intention, we can achieve a lot, of course, alone. 
But what happens when we get together with others is the whole thing is amped up. It becomes an amplification of the same concept. When we have help, and in this case, again, on July 28th at 1919 real time, we will have help. Who's helping us? Source energy. Again, we'll rain down this energy on the earth. We synchronize with it, and the whole thing takes on a whole new level. See, I'm, I'm not great at saying things twice. I think I said it better during the break. <laughs> <laughs> but the key thing here is we're moving into this period of time, according to the Mayan calendar, of conscious co-creation with spirit. That's that's ex- you that's just exactly said it beautifully. The whole title of your show is exactly that, co-creation. So using both entities, we are essentially co-creating a new world. And this is what they want, you see, because there's, there's so many fallacies out there that have been created out of fear, out of manipulation, out of control to frighten us. What happens when you're in a state of fear? Love does not enter. So by creating fear, Hollywood has been doing it, what, for 30, 40 years now? To create the idea that extraterrestrial life is a threat? I don't think it could be further from the truth. That's my personal opinion. If extraterrestrial life has the technology that we know they do, that we've been shown in countless ways, had they any desire to harm us, any desire whatsoever would have happened a long time ago. The truth is that we, they are trying to help us raise the level not only of humanity but of the earth so that we become worthy of the rest of the universe. So we can enter the cosmic family. Exactly. Eventually. Now the, the first um, fire of the grid created incredible interest, as you said, with millions of people um, accessing the website from 92 yes. different countries. Yes. Uh, what level of interest are you experiencing this time? Well, it's slowly increasing because we are at the last minute. We had the, the, the second part. Well, Shelly contacted us in October, and we started the second part only in January. So with all the... The, site, the complexity of the site, because it became more and more complex, and uh, the translations and uh, all, also all the information didn't came at once. It came slowly, too. So it's, but I think also it's hard to gauge because many people already did the first part. They don't really need to contact us again. Right. And also we have the FAQ that is answering a lot of the questions already. So we don't have as much email, so it's hard for us to gauge. But those who already participated, and we had a great reaction when we sent out the letter, uh, Shelley's letter to our email list. Uh, many people, like they were waiting for it and didn't care how long it took. They were ready for the second part, and they already have groups going. They already... Did um, um, did uh, the uh, forward the email to invitation to everybody they knew? Yeah, there, there are actually quite a few people from from what we've seen that have continued doing fire the grid meditations since on their own. So you see, it, it's it's this contagion. 
as Annie was talking about earlier, that the energy is there and people access it in whatever way they choose. There's a lot of will into people to change things, and it, Fire the Grid is one very widespread and easy way to do it, mm-hmm. to sit together. People are excited to sit together and do this. It, it's great. It's easy to do. It's fun to do. Many people have great events. Uh, sometimes they, they have uh, barbecues and they, or they dance or they, they do a, a shows to participate. And it, it's a great thing. It's a festive thing to do. So many people already are geared up to do it and they, they're going to participate and there's, there's going to be as much or yeah. maybe more people to do it. You have to remember last time as well, because of the time, you had an awful lot of people, yourself included. Maybe you know you could tell us how you lived that, getting up at 4.11 in the morning. You know, There's a lot of people that did that, and that's pretty wonderful. Why don't, why don't you tell us what you experienced, Peter, the first time? Yeah, well, actually, it was very, very interesting for me because it was actually the beginning of my, of my radio career because um, I lead regular meditations here in Victoria, and... Uh, some people were looking for some assistance to actually be guided through that one-hour period in meditation. So I um, did get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and led a meditation online, and it was very, very powerful. And and as you say, what's neat about this situation is people uh, choose to do things in their own way, and it's really wonderful, I think, that you've left that open for people to, to choose to do whatever they wish to do, and of course, some people like to join in in a, in a collective uh, guided visualization meditation, which is what which is what I did at the time. And it was it was evident that there was a tremendous uh, focus of energy on this, and um, there were there was incredible interest. And there is, as you said, also um, almost a relief, I think, for people that there is another step coming, and now that there's something else that we can be involved in on Ju- July 28th. Uh-huh. Um, so that began my actual uh, radio career, both leading meditations and, and leading... Uh, well, one thing I would like to mention, you know, very briefly, yep. um, in response to your question, because I, I didn't, I, I mean, Annie answered it. What, what happens when there is a messenger and a message? People often will, of course, associate one with the other and assume that one needs the other. And it's, it's actually not true. And in the case of Shelley Yates and Fire the Grin, I mean, Shelley, from the very beginning, was a reluctant messenger, a very reluctant messenger. She didn't want to have this type of experience. She didn't want to become different. Um, she still doesn't. I mean, she struggled through the whole process because... She's got this part of her who was very, very human, a basic person, and, you know, she's got access to this information. And, I mean, I've heard her talk for hours and hours, and it's unbelievable, the stuff. And I have never heard anything that doesn't resonate as being the absolute truth. And if it did, I would, I would never even be involved, because I seek that in everything I do. But what happens when the messenger says, you know, this is my message, but I'm not necessarily interested in continuing to talk about this because I, I want to do this with my life or I want to do that. Does the message change? It doesn't. Now, for people who require a messenger and a message to be linked, I think um, perhaps that type of person 
may not be as interested in Fire the Grid 2. Because Shelley is not out um, traveling around the country as she did last time and doing radio interviews. She's chosen not to do that. But the validity and the importance of the message remains. And this is what's so important. And, And if that resonates with you, then you know what to do. If it doesn't, then you can choose whatever you want. I just want to mention that because it's, it's so important. And for, and, and, and for people to say, well, where's Shelly? Well, Shelly's living her life. And uh, I think we're all very grateful that she brought forward this information for, for number two because it's, it's vital stuff. And as, as Annie said, it's, it's actually quite simple and everything that is true is simple. It's humanity that's complicated things. And this is a way to actually make things a little bit better and maybe a lot better if we're enough. Well, it's important because the time of the guru is over and it's, it's time for each of us to take personal responsibility. Exactly. And Very well said. said. That's yeah. exactly what, what I'm getting at. The so time for the guru is thing. over. It's time for each human to become accountable for himself. And that's what Fire the Grid 2 is all about, as I said earlier, being present. Not present as in, well, here I am, now tell me what to do. You know, you know what to do. You know you have access to the truth inside of you. Every human being has it. Access it. Become it. And become your potential and radiate that to the world. And you'll see some wonderful things happen. So this concept of being discerning and connecting to what you feel and know to be true rather than following someone else's uh, words is a really important step. In Very that. important. Yeah. And this, is why, this is why I'm spending so much time in Buddhism and why, I mean, I'm, as I said earlier, I'm working on the third Buddha spirit is that what has he said? I mean, one of the, one his famous quotes, if what I say doesn't resonate you, with you, then seek your own answers. If it does resonate, well, here is my truth. And, I mean, it's, it's probably the, the truest words that can be spoken because when we do that, when we become accountable for ourselves, we raise our standards, we raise our vibration, everything about us. That field, I've got to go for another break, I'm afraid. So uh, we're going to our final break. We have Annie Allen Bradfield with Peter Tung. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. 
There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tung and my guests, Aniel and Bradfield, as we move into the last segment of the show. Uh, we haven't yet talked about the website uh, for Fire the Grid, so perhaps uh, we could talk about that for a few minutes. Sure. First, yes, first of all, what is, what, is the, what is the address for the website? It's uh, firethegrid.org or .com. And right. on the side, when you, you come in, you see there's two pillars and there's a triscal, uh, a gold triscal turning. The, the fact is the triscal is cutting through the future. That's where, that's where the light beings asked us to put that symbol. And it's also a wake-up code, the two stones, are wake-up codes that talks to the soul and gives it the impression that there's truth in it. So that's why they're there. And yeah, it's in, not an impression. It is truth. It is truth. And we recognize that truth. Yes. We, we, it feels familiar to us. And, and if, this is why it was put there. Yeah, and if you want to know what to do for on the 28th, you read the plan. Everything is there in details. So it's very easy to follow the steps. 
and um, it's fun too. <laughs> and I was just asking uh, off air about the music that you're planning to involve on the July 28th. Could you just talk about that a little bit? Well, I mean, Shelley has has recommended certain music being be used. I think she's talking about Buddha Spirit One, which is the first in the Buddha Spirit series. And but I mean, again, the music um, is a facilitator. So if that works for you, if it resonates with you, then obviously that's that's one way to go. And uh, I mean, I have I've never sat down consciously and done anything for anything. I I create, and then people are finding uses for this, and I, I'm constantly grateful that people enjoy what I do. And, Anielle, in terms of your music? Oh, me? What I would choose? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have a new album that I enjoy a lot, so I'm going to probably use that one, Buddha Spirit 3. So uh, that's my choice. Buddha Spirit One is very powerful too. It's one of my favorite ever. So, it, people choose what they want. It's not important. Well, actually, I mean to, to, to elaborate on it, Shelley. This is not on the site, I don't think. But Shelley told me one night in a conversation that what happened with Buddhist the Buddha Spirit series is that I'm accessing timeless um, tones in terms of the words because. The Sanskrit seed syllables, for example, Om, Hung, Tram, um, they are seed syllables. And it's quite interesting because you can't explain what they mean. Even a monk will sit down and his explanation of the word Om will be several pages, perhaps. They're, they're timeless syllables. And when I wrote new music for these and put them together, apparently um, reach some very interesting places in terms of frequency and vibrational healing potential. So um, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a combination of timeless and new and putting them together to move forward. And uh, again, it becomes a facilitator for what is coming. And, I mean, there's some incredible stories that have been written to us about what, what, what's happened with our music. and um, You know, you can find them almost anywhere. Even if you go to Amazon, you'll, you'll see stories. I mean, for example, about Padma Sambhava, which is a mantra on the last album. And someone was saying that, that we, he, was a, he was an engineer. He, he wasn't a musical engineer. He was, I think, some, a different engineer in some form. And he said that, that nothing had ever hit that before and he was explaining it and it was, it was quite it was quite special because Shelley picked up on it but she was told and yet to hear to hear average people explain what's going on and to hear this stuff it's, it's quite astounding but again I mean it's it's all things that we recognize as being the truth and we have that we have that all over I mean it's not just in my music we can see it in a tree we can feel it in the air in the wind um, it's all a matter of being receptive to it. And music, of course, is, is a, is, can be the soundtrack to that. So, um, again, I, I mean, it's a privilege to, to be able to partake in the process. So people who want to follow up uh, with Fire the Grid, the information is essentially all there on the website, yeah. firethegrid.com or firethegrid.org, right. including 
music and the plan for July 28th. Yeah. And I also want to take the opportunity to thank all the translators all around the world that helped us with to, to make this important message available to humanity and also for Victor Lyon, uh, which built the, the, the clock so that people all around the world can know when to meditate in their area. So... Yeah, it's, it's quite great, I mean, because you can go there from anywhere in the world and it will tell you actually the local time on July 28th. Because, you know, for example, in the 1919 Rio time in, in your area, Peter, I, can you tell us what time that is? I can. It's going to be 3.19 in the afternoon. There you mm-hmm. go. And you see in here it will be 6.19. Yeah. And everywhere in the world. And, and this, again, it's, it's, it's that day will hold awakening potential of source energy the whole day from what Shelley has told us, but that hour in particular is highly charged. So for the maximum impact, please join us. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. At 1919 uh, real time. And she also explained that when we bring that energy in, it raises our frequency, but it also blocks it not to go down after. It blocks it where it is. That the highest we can be. So for yeah, the that's next not the right time, word, Annie. It's, it's, it's more it secures it so that it won't lower is what she means. Okay, Annie's that's what French. I mean. <laughs> sorry. Well, I'm sorry to say uh, I'm going to have to bring this to a close. Uh, okay. Wonderful passion and discussion. I really appreciate your efforts uh, that you're bringing forward, and I really hope our listeners will join Fire the Grid on July 28th. I'd like to thank Annie Allen Bradfield for joining me and for giving us such a wonderful insight into Fire the Grid. And I hope you've been inspired to take part on July 28th. I also hope you've enjoyed the first show in this series. We have a wonderful set of guest guests lined up, and I especially thank you for listening today. Next week, I will have Jim Law on the show, a filmmaker who has just completed Quantum Communication with David Sarida and is in the process of creating hope for humanity, all about science and spirituality and the phenomenal gifts that the children are bringing to also assist in creating peace on our beautiful planet. I hope you'll join me next Wednesday at noon Pacific time. This is your host, Peter Tung, wishing you a wonderful week. Bye-bye now. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.